Greetings from TG Geeks webcast where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on TGGeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek Podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 72 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. I'm excited today to be joined by Mandy Blake of the WEC Podcast. How you doing, Mandy? I'm doing good, Joe. Thank you so much for having me again. Absolutely, absolutely. It's always fun to be able to talk to you. We always get into... Some of the most interesting discussions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are very passionate <laughs> about we, we, the things we love. So. We are. We definitely are. Um, the last episode we had you on was way back in 48. I thought it was it was more recent than that, but it actually was, was back in 48. So what have you been up to since we last talked? Well, we're still doing WEC podcast, and that's so funny that you said that was 48, that it's just because you've been so busy, so <laughs> you're just doing so much, which is great. Um, WEC podcast has taken a little bit of hiatus, except for some of our extra shows. So Kelly and Katie do two podcasts called Growing Up 70s and uh, Beer, Books, and Tea, where they go through all the um, Terry Pratchett and Discworld novels. Um, but so we're in a little bit of a hiatus, but we'll be coming back. Um, so yeah, so we still, I still do, do the WEC podcast with, uh, Kevin, Kelly, and Katie. Um, and, uh, and I've been just working so much, so much work. I work at, as a dietitian at the VA hospital in Los Angeles. So that's my other world. That's very cool. They don't know I'm geek. They don't know that you geek. <laughs> <laughs> no, so some of them do, but <laughs> it's definitely like I live an alternate life. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like that. Yeah, I, I know that feeling. I, I definitely understand that. The WEC podcast just celebrated a milestone, didn't you? Yes, we're at two years. Um, so we just had our episode 67. And we're still, it's funny, I know you talk about this a lot too, but we're still figuring things out. Um, we started a new series called Little Things where we talked about what makes you happy. And so we have an upcoming episode on does laughter make you happy? And in the past, we've done does meditation make you happy? Uh, so, so we just we're constantly trying new things, figuring, figuring this whole podcast world out. Um, it's, it's a fun world to be in and, and we're still kind of making our way in it. Yeah, it's definitely fun to, to kind of try out new things and change things up a little bit as you, as you see what works and what doesn't and what, what strikes your, your interests. Because I think that's one of the unifying things about geeks is we tend to have very diverse interests and so it's very easy to get. Yes, so much so. Yeah, a new thing that you're excited about and so, um, you know, it's always nice to be able to try that out and see how it goes. And it's so funny because of podcasts, I get into so many things. I hear hear things um, that you guys talk about, and it's like all of a sudden I'm into them too. So, 
So yeah, it, it's always fun. Oh, awesome. Well, before we get into our, our big feature, we're going to do our weekly geekery, which used to be Keeping It Geek, but now that we're part of the uh, geek to geek network, we're, we're going to go under the unified banner of weekly geekery. And so this week... Um, I went back to Warcraft a little bit. I was on spring break, and I hadn't played in a very long time, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a try. And I think I'm deciding that while I, I may still dabble a little bit, I think my, my long-term Warcraft days are over. Oh my gosh, this is huge. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't hold my interest for long enough anymore. And it's, it's not diverse enough in its gameplay that I, I feel like I've done this before and I, I, I find myself going, okay, when do I get to the next part? When do I get to the next part? And I'm not really enjoying what I'm actively doing which is which is a little bit sad because you know it's it's been my favorite fandom for for so long that i'm 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 kind of sad and i i think i've been holding on to it a little too long oh my gosh so does this mean we'll never go see another warcraft movie together (laughs) (laughs) well i i will definitely go see another warcraft movie if it comes out i don't know that it will come out (laughs) that's a big (laughs) that's true that's true we'll see but wow, that's huge. It's funny how we change, you know, through our lifetimes. And like, I never thought I'd, I'd read comic books and, and here I am reading comic books. Um, so, so that's really interesting. So I'm, I'm, I'm sad for you and happy for you as you move on to new interests. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bittersweet thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to ever say I'm not going to go back to it and I'm, I'm not canceling my account immediately. I'm going to dabble a little bit because I definitely did enjoy the time that I was playing, I was just, I could feel myself going, okay, I'm, I'm done right now. I can go on to some other game and not feel like I'm not, uh, I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I play a lot of Heroes of the Storm, which is another Blizzard game. And they had this weekend, um, an esports tournament called Heroes of the Dorm, which is a collegiate level esports. And so I got to watch a little bit of that. I was rooting for the hometown of uh, UC Irvine, uh, and they did not do too well. But it was still fun oh. to kind of sit and watch. <laughs> yeah, they, they, did, they did too well. But it was still cool to watch them. And um, and uh, Matt watched a little bit with me. He doesn't know what's going on, but uh, he did watch with me a little bit. <laughs> I, I think we've decided, I said, you know what, I like this game so much, and it's easily. Like, it's something that you can kind of teach to somebody slowly because there's a way you can play a, a, a two-headed character so that one person kind of drives the character and the other one just kind of shoots like they were the turret on the tank. And I was like, you know what? This would be a fun way okay. for us to get you into video games and... um and you not feeling intimidated or, or, you know, he's not a big fantasy fan. So, you know, we've tried to do Warcraft together and it just doesn't interest him. This is kind of like you go in, you fight another team for 20 minutes and you're done. Oh, so Matt's on board? He's open to it. He's open to it. And so we're going to kind of try and set one night a week where instead of sitting in front of the TV and watching television together, we're going to try and, uh, Heroes of the Storm a little bit and we'll, we'll start off slow and I'll, 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 We'll play the two-person character, and we'll do it just with, you know, computer-generated allies and, and opponents, and then maybe expand to him and, on his own character and me on mine, and then expand to, you know, everybody on our team as actual players versus the computer, and you never know. If he can stick with it for a while, maybe we'll get him playing in matches sometime soon. Awesome. My sister's eventually going to get me into video games. I know it. So, so Matt and I are kind of in the same boat. But, uh, but yeah, so good. I'm glad you found something that's awesome. That sounds fun. Well, and that might be a fun thing to, I, I think, I think a, a Weck Heroes of the Storm Night would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I think it would, it's free to play, <laughs> so everybody could play without paying any money. And I think that would just be a fun thing to do. Uh, well, definitely have to check it out. Love it. And then kind of rounding out my, my Blizzard experience, we did Warcraft, we did Heroes of the Storm. Um, but unfortunately, I did not get BlizzCon tickets this year. So usually I'm like, yay, I got Comic-Con <gasps> oh, tickets. No. Yeah, well, you know, I, I was lucky with Comic-Con tickets. They weren't a problem. I was lucky last year with BlizzCon tickets. They weren't a problem. But this year it just didn't happen. 
and uh, I figured, you know, I can still kind of take the day off and watch it online. So it's not it's not the end of the world, but it was a little it was a little disappointing. Oh gosh, well I'm sorry to hear that because I did hear that you got the Comic Con tickets, which is yeah. always a feat. Um, but no, I'm 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 totally bummed to hear that. Yeah, we'll we'll make it work though. We we always do, and I I still can go to the the big podcasting event they have the night before, which is always fun to meet people, uh, meet up with people there. A lot of them have been on the show, so so yeah. So it's it's not the end of the world. You True. know, I will still be able to see everything from the comfort of my own home in pajamas. So definitely a, a <laughs> something that can be worked around. <laughs> How about you? How did you keep it geek this week? Well, I picked up. Okay, so I worked at Barnes and Noble over the holidays. I I, wor- I worked there most of my. Most of my adult and teenage life. Um, mm-hmm. And so I went back over the holidays to work. And of course, as we do, people who work there, we tend to spend our paychecks there. So on my way <laughs> out, I, I grabbed a ton of graphic novels. And one of the ones I grabbed that I had not opened up until this week was DC's Wonder Woman, The True Amazon. It's an origin story, original origin story, story from Jill Thompson, who does both the um, story and the art, interestingly enough. Um, it's a beautiful book, first of all. It's like hardcover, um, and the art is just stunning. And it's, it, it tells the, one of her origin stories from where she's created from clay. Mm-hmm. And, and it literally just tells you why she's off in the world doing things she's doing. She's, um, kind of this beloved child and spoiled. She's totally spoiled brat. And it's because her, behavior is a little bit sketchy she does this really questionable thing that results in a horrible tragedy and she's banished from the island of the amazons and is determined the rest of her life to just do good to make up for for this act that happened so so it was a lot of fun to read i have to say it was really good so i'm just basically preparing for the wonder woman release on june 2nd which i'm really really excited about I really hope it's a strong movie. You know, DC's been a little bit, <laughs> a little bit disappointing in some of their releases, and and it would be, uh, I think, tragic if they didn't do Wonder Woman well because it's such a great property and such an iconic character that it would really be a shame if they didn't get it right. But what what I saw in Batman versus Superman, uh, she was my favorite part of the movie, so I'm I'm holding out hope. Yeah, I think she was a lot of people's favorite part, considering. That movie was so-so, but <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, with DC, it's you're always nervous, and this is really important because this is a female superhero, and it's it, it feels like incredibly important, even more so than any other superhero movie, that it succeeds. So, um, especially because they're coming, I mean, they're now talking about doing Batgirl, and then you have some Marvel properties, hopefully, in the future. I know Captain Marvel's coming. Um, and hopefully they'll have other ones as well. But, but yeah, it does. It feels like a lot's on the line with this film. So, so I'm hoping for the best. If, if any of your listeners are interested in, um, other good comic recommendations for Wonder Woman, uh, Karen Young, she is one of the bloggers for Kenny Rodder's Dumbbell's Dragons blog. And mm-hmm. she has this great article called Revisiting Wonder Woman. So she comes, she has a lot of other suggestions for comics to try. That's awesome. There's a lot of good stuff on that site. A lot of good stuff. Oh my gosh. It's such great blogs. And Karen Young is my favorite. I think she's awesome. I kind of have this little bit of geek worship with her. So if I ever met her, I'd probably be speechless. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other day I was at the bookstore and I picked up The Road to Riverdale. Um, so it was kind of, kind of, when, do you remember Twin Peaks? It was out like in, well, I know you remember Twin Peaks, but I don't know if you watched it when it originally came out. You did. Okay. So I was an addict at the time. And at the time I was a teenager. Well, yeah, maybe like 18, 19. I was working at B. Dalton and the secret diary of Laura Palmer came out. It was written by Jennifer Lynch, um, David Lynch's daughter. And, and so I was just, I got all the media associated with that show. I was obsessed. And so when I was at the bookstore, I found the comic book called Road to Riverdale because I've been watching Riverdale. I only started watching it because we have a mutual friend, Elle, who is the nerd out app queen and she, she works for Riverdale. So I thought, okay, I'll support Elle and I'm going to watch Riverdale. And now I'm obsessed with Riverdale. And so they have a comic book. So the, the Archie comic books came out 
um, starting from scratch, starting from number one. So it ended in number 666 and it restarted number one in 2015. So this was basically just kind of a collection of, of the various comic books that kind of lead up to Riverdale, um, which is kind of fun. So I was I was kind of geeking out over that. That's awesome. I I really need to check out Riverdale. I haven't had a chance to. We've been we've been really I don't know, we've been weird with our TV viewing lately. Usually we like have our shows and they're queued up and they're ready to go and we just kind of knock them out all week. And this year it's just kind of like, nah, we're about two or three behind this one and I really don't feel like going and watching it. So I don't think we're going to watch this one anymore. And eh, we'll catch this one when it goes on to Netflix. We've just been really not great. We've been doing a lot of streaming. We've gone back and and found um series that are on Netflix. So we we went through Shit's Creek, which we absolutely adore. Yeah, you told me about that. Oh, it's so good. And then um, <laughs> we just finished last night um, Grace and Frankie. I don't know if you've watched that at all. No, but my mom was binging it last night, so I need to watch that. It looks so good. It it, it really is. It's a so very, that's the very one with show. Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Martin Sheen, and what Sam Waterston? I think so. Yeah, and and it's just like you care about these characters so much. They're such well-developed characters and just kind of some of the one-liners that they have are just phenomenal. But, you know, I, I keep seeing Riverdale and we keep hearing good things about Riverdale. And um, as far as supporting things, you know, anytime there's kind of a, a controversial gay character or something, we try and kind of, you know, support that idea so that, you know, there's more of that on television. Uh, I, I think the idea that they made Moose uh gay uh in the comic books and and I think he is in the the TV series as well uh I think was great because he's like the character that you would least associate with that. Yeah, true. Yeah, there's so many reasons to check it out, but we just haven't. So we're we're going to probably have to catch it up when when it's on Netflix over the summer. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. And you have to get past the fourth episode because I was a little not sold until the fourth episode. And then I was like, holy crap, this is destination television. And Barb <laughs> from Stranger Things is in it. So so Shannon Purser played Barb in Stranger Things. She plays this character named Ethel. Um, and so so it's just kind of one little extra bonus. Yes, because Barb, I feel like Barb lives now. Yeah, and that's the thing. I loved Barb. I thought she was one of my favorite characters, and I was so upset. <laughs> no spoilers, but I was so upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, totally unacceptable that Barb dies. Oh, spoiler. Sorry, after the fact. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so for whatever reason, I've just been geeking out on comic books this week. I finally read the first pa- graphic novel volume of Paper Girls um, by Brian Vaughn, and I and I'm kind of a fan of his in general. He wrote he writes the saga series um, mm-hmm. with the artist Fiona Staples, um, and he also wrote this series called Why the Last Man. Did you Why is in the letter the Y chromosome? Um, did you ever hear about that one? Yes, I actually read a good way into that. I didn't finish it, but I did read a, a good number of them. Yeah, I I've read the first one and then ended up buying the rest because I figured it has an ending, unlike Paper Girls, which is right in the middle. Mm-hmm, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna catch up and get frustrated with that. Um, but so I bought them all. So I haven't, I haven't dove back into them yet. Um, but it is an interesting concept where you have uh, a world where there's some kind of gender side and all the men are dead except for one male man and one male monkey and, uh, and how the world kind of goes on after that. So, so it's an interesting concept. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give that a try too. Yeah. It's a very interesting, um, concept it's a it's pretty cool as far as i got it was pretty enjoyable yeah oh and i did binge watch the the it's on it's called 13 reasons why it's on netflix right now um it's based on a novel by jay asher that deals with teen suicide so kind of a serious topic and and you know that the girl dies she commits suicide you know from the very beginning because the whole thing's told in, in flashbacks um and and so it's it's pretty heavy, um, but I highly recommend for young people to see it. I was telling my nep- my nephew, so I'm hoping that he gives it a shot. Um, but there was a scene in Riverdale where Veronica is is gonna help out the Ethel character because she's determined to. She says this woman's crying out for help, and it just made me think about the entire message of Thirteen Reasons Why, how people 
need to pay attention. They need to pay attention to how they treat people and they need to pay attention to how people are doing and check in on them. Um, so it was really, I don't know, I highly recommend it. I thought it was excellent. It was really hard to, to stop watching once I started. Yeah, it sounds, it, it doesn't sound like a, it yeah. sounds like something you have to be in kind of a, the right headspace for, but that it's, it's definitely worth the watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's not depressing. Obviously it's a serious story. Um, but it's, it's very, very well told. Um, so, so yeah, so that was me and keeping a geek this week. Wait, weekly geekery. We're changing things up, changing things <laughs> up. <laughs> um, speaking of changing things up, we're doing something that we never do before we start our feature. We're going to go to a quick commercial break and we will be right back. All right. Do you like video games? Do you like music? Do you like video game music? Then join the Washington Metropolitan Gamers Symphony Orchestra on Twitch. Each week we feature a game the orchestra has performed music from. Our arranger guests will chat about their process, their inspirations, and why game music is so awesome. Check us out every Sunday from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. at twitch.tv slash WMGSO. Comics. Hey everyone, this is Rob, your friendly neighborhood comic geek. And this is Liam, the the languishing, lascivious Liam of Langley. Wow, that was extremely illiterate of you. Well, I try. We are the hosts of The Comic Box, part of the geek to geek podcast network. So, join us. Bop, bop. Oh, yeah. All right, so the reason why we're here today is you and I tend to get into the really uh, meaty intellectual one <laughs> concepts, and I like that, um, because a friend of mine sent me a link to an article by um, uh, the io9 Gizmo- uh, Gizmodo uh, blog, and it's entitled, Marvel VP of Sales Blames Women and Diversity for Sales Slump. And I immediately uh. bristled. I know. I, I just got I got frustrated immediately. And he was like, thoughts? And, <laughs> and, and so we're, we're just going to talk about that today. Because I think diversity is such an important thing. But a lot of the articles that you found, you know, we're kind of saying, you know what, maybe we need to stop calling it diversity. And I thought that was kind Ooh, of an interesting yes. thought. Um, so, so basically the, the idea of this article, and of course I'll put links in the show notes, is that um, M- Marvel sales are down and they're blaming the fact that they've made this big push to change a lot of their headline characters into either characters of different ethnicities or different uh gender identifications or men to female, you know, just all different types of quote unquote diversity and that there has been pushback and that's why the sales have been down. Do you have any initial thoughts? Well, I, okay. So this guy, David Gabriel, um, uh, president of sales and marketing, senior vice president Marvel. He, I, my initial thing was what a jerk, <laughs> but I, I'm always really careful to, to get to the bottom of things. And I, and I would hate to vilify someone who he did come back and respond and try to clarify. Um, but he was at a summit with retailers and the real jerk here, I think is one of the retailers who was saying to Mr. Gabriel that we don't want diversity. You know, you start bringing out these female comic book heroes and we lose our readership um, and it's hurting our sales. Um, but this was literally just one or two retailers giving him this feedback. Um, and, and, and then David Gabriel in this really tone deaf manner, you know, shot out that, that comment that he made. And, and, the bottom line is, is that he was just, he was wrong. It's probably true that there have been some properties that have come out that haven't been successful. Um, but there have been a ton that have been hugely successful, um, that would fall into this category of quote unquote diversity. Um, and so he did come back and, and talk about, you know, some of those 
you know, successful ones like Squirrel Girl, Miss Marvel, The Mighty Thor, Spider, Miles Morales, and Moon Girl. And he, after this whole thing came out, a ton of retailers came out and said, hey, no, this, this, this is one guy out there making this comment, but we love the diversity. It's bringing in an entirely new readership. Um, and that would include me, by the way, because, um, I'm older female reader of comic books. And I never would be reading comic books. I specifically go for comic books that are written and drawn by women. I look for that specifically. And if it's not, I'm not as interested. Um, so even the Brian Vaughn ones, I'm, you know, I'm supporting because I think he's a good storyteller, but it's not what I'm immediately drawn to because he's a guy. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I just can't help that. Yeah. No. And, and people don't understand that when you, when you are of a minority status, you do tend to gravitate towards people that are like you. I mean, in where we live, in in who we give our business to when we go to restaurants and and mom and pop places, and and in the media we consume. And I, as I said earlier, anytime there's a you know the the media talks about a gay character being on a show and being somehow revolutionary to gay characters on television. My husband and I try very hard to support that because we think it's important that they know that people want to watch that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And and what I love about a lot of the gay characters they're introducing these days is that it's just so matter of fact. There's no discussion about it. There's no he um, struggle about it. It's just he's just they're just a gay character, mm-hmm. and and it's so refreshing. And that was actually one of the the comments. So Kamala Khan is. Um, Miss Marvel, and, and it's written by a woman named G. Willow Wilson, and she has a Tumblr, um, account. And so when this whole David Gabriel thing came up, she had a, had something to say. And so, so she wrote a blog called, so about that whole thing. And, um, and her, her basic comment, my favorite thing about it, I recommend that you read it because it's fantastic. Um, but she said, diversity is a form of performative guilt that doesn't work. Let's scrap the word diversity entirely and replace it with authenticity and realism. This is not a new world. This is, quote, the world, unquote. So I just thought, oh, my gosh, she's so right. I mean, this whole thing about diversity, it's like, hello, this is the world we live in. It is diverse. So why are we labeling it something? It should just be the way it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And and I think one of the big missteps that Marvel did make in in their approach to diversity was um, I do think they alienated some of their readers by by replacing out old characters with with new ones that that the readers were not invested in they they did it as like a i i don't know it's like okay we're not gonna we're gonna make our existing characters diverse as opposed to creating characters that are 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 diverse on their own right like they come out and and this is who they are and they have their own stories and their own identity and their own you know their own character and and i think there's as, as coming from this as as a, a gay individual there's been two characters in media that that have come out recently that you know have been controversial one is sulu from star trek in the new star trek movies and even um Mm -hmm. george takei is kind of like no no i didn't perform him for all those years as being gay don't 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 take a character that's existing and make them gay just so that you can be more diverse come up with a a gay character that is their own character in their right, as opposed to tacking on the identity of a gay character onto an existing character. And I think that that's a big thing that, that people still are not kind of figuring out is that it's not about taking what was old and changing it because that, you know, nobody likes change. And, and I understand what they were trying to do and I don't fault them for that. But at the end of the day, you do alienate people when you take your favorite character and say, well, we're not going to have this character anymore. We're going to have this other character. And it's exactly what people are worried about. The, the diversity is taking over what I'm used to. 
and, and it's not it's not helping yeah. anybody on either side of the argument. That was actually one of the other things that G. Willow Wilson pointed out in her blog. She said, um, this is a personal opinion, but launching a legacy character by killing off or humiliating the original character sets the legacy ca- character up for failure. Who wants the legacy if the legacy is shitty? So, yeah. so she's kind of pointing out the fact that yeah, don't don't shit on your on your original characters in order to create these diverse ones because you're you're kind of setting them up for failure in a little in some ways. And she talks about the fact that one of the reasons Kamala Khan succeeded is the fact that they didn't think they were going to be successful. They weren't out there to do some diverse piece. Um, what they did is because they didn't expect this to succeed, they came, they said, well, we're, we'll do a limited run and we're going to tell a great story. And so they kind of came out with a character that was pretty diverse. I mean, Muslim superhero, female, and they just decided they were going to make her this really interesting character, really relatable character and give her a great story. And, Boom, she turned out to be this huge success for Marvel. Um, so, so it, yeah, it's kind of how you go about doing it. And when they go about doing it with this huge purpose and, oh, we have to be more diverse, sometimes that is setting themselves up for failure. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one of the things you did, and I, I always appreciate the amount of research you do for our, our episodes because <laughs> you, you really dig deep. You you found a lot of um, independent publishers that are doing diverse work and not having a problem at all. I know that was what was so cool is I'm like, now here's the evidence, um, Marvel that, that you can be diverse and succeed. Um, in particular, there's this imprint and it's really hard to come up with a comic book imprint and, and have it succeed. I think they come and go pretty rapidly. Um, but there's an imprint called Boombox. Have you heard of it? Um, I've I've heard of Boom, and I don't know if that is an offshoot of if Boombox is an yeah Boom Studios I've heard of. Yeah, I I'm not sure how they're associated with Boom Studios, but they were associated with Kaboom. Shannon Waters, the one of the women who started Boombox, came from Kaboom, mm-hmm. which they were responsible for Adventure Time, um, and she took kind of this lesson from Adventure Time that. Comic books can be accessible for all ages and, and they can reach, um, diverse audiences. She created this imprint called Boombox and, and they have the, um, for the fun of it. I think that's their tagline is we're doing it for the fun of it. And their big thing is they wanted to create this clubhouse for everyone. Um, and, find joyful, gleeful comics. And the, yeah, they wanted to di- tr- target a diverse audience. Shannon Waters and Daphna Plevin both self-identify as queer. And um, and they their main thing that came out, their, their first comic that I, I'm aware of was Lumberjanes. Um, and when you go into the bookstore, you go to the teen section, and that's where you're going to find it, in with teen fantasy. It's not with graphic novels. I don't know why. Um, but I think it's because they're targeting a teen audience for this. Um, and Lumberjanes is awesome. Um, I bought that this weekend as well just so I could check it out. And it's about um, this kind of a, a scout, like a Girl Scout troop almost. called. They're called Lumberjanes. And... They're a uh, hardcore lady type. So it's a um, bunch of women at a camp and, and it's just so much fun. And yes, there are a lot of diverse, interesting characters. Basically, if you're a young woman, you're going to find yourself on these pages. Um, whether you're gay or straight or black or white or Hispanic or, or Asian, it's, it's, they're people of color. They're all different kinds of people. Um, all different. It's just, you'll find yourself in there. So. So that was kind of important, I think, that there's and, and they're succeeding and they have a ton of new comics coming out all the time. Yeah, and it's it's so it's so obvious that people are clamoring to see themselves in this media. Um I mean if anybody listened to my episode with Ray Vargas covering Rogue One, the fact that a Hispanic character was on the screen in a Star Wars movie, you know, he teared up a little bit because 
there's a lot of people who don't feel represented in the the, the media that they love. I mean, with the fact that I've I've mentioned on this show that when when they announced that Tracer from Overwatch was uh was a lesbian, I'm like, oh my god, that's the first LGBT character to headline a a video game. And, and people just don't, I think, I think when you're not part of a minority, you don't realize how important it is to see yourself in the media you consume. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that the new companion to Doctor Who, the character's name Bill Putz, um, female, black, gay companion played by Pearl Mackey, people are thrilled about this. I mean, this is, this is huge to be able to, to see yourself in, in these characters and, and for people who don't see themselves in the character to be like, Oh cool. Yeah. There's a new interesting companion to Dr. Who and, and not really blink an eye about it because it's not so earth shattering. Um, but for, for, for people who can identify with that character in a new way, it is kind of earth shattering. Yeah, it it opens the franchise up to such a new audience. As long as that's not what they're trying to do. I mean, if they're trying to say, you know, it's it's that authenticity and that that real world. Um, there's a word that I'm not getting. It, it, the authenticity, and we'll go with the words that that G Willow Wilson was was using. That it's not diversity to make a buck, like. You're, yes, you're killing two birds with one stone, but make sure you're doing it to tell a good story. Because otherwise the characters come off flat, they come off uninteresting, then then they don't sell, and then you, you turn around and you have people saying, well, diversity is killing our comic books. Yeah, so hopefully they're they're not dragging out this character, Bill Potts, to make some kind of statement, but they're just... Just happens, she just happens to be black. She just happens to be gay and, and just let her be a living and breathing, you know, human character. Um, and let us adore her and, and be excited about, you know, this opportunity Pearl Mackie has to play someone interesting. So. Yeah. And it's funny because you have two articles here from, you have two articles here from Black Girl Nerds, which, uh, I know is uh, Jamie Broadnax's, um, blog and, and company. And, Such and a great blog it is, and I and I I still feel bad. I still have I think it's episode forty three, <laughs> trying <laughs> to be fixed audio wise because we had a great interview with her that just has not. It's it's our it's our own lost episode <laughs> that we'll have to see the light oh, of day no! at some point. It's about I don't know seventy five percent done, but it has been it has been quite the the trial to get it edited. Yeah, well, you should just bring her on again. Because- because there's a lot to talk about, so yes, and they and they had so they had some awesome articles recently that found in, in doing research for this episode. So yeah, she's she's a phenomenal person. She's really and, and really easy to talk to. She's that's the thing, and that's that's a little bit why I I love doing this is because I find in a lot of cases geeks are really just kind of cool people, and even if you're a geek with a cause, you're still a geek, and and so it's. It's like here's my cause and I'm very passionate about it and it's very important and did you see the latest episode of Doctor Who? You know, it's like <laughs> Yep. And and I think that's a little bit of what people are missing when they create these characters is yes, they have identities, yes, they have causes, but they're also just people. And you can't you can't just focus on what makes them diverse and expect them expect that to float the character to a a place where people are going to enjoy them. Yeah, that and that's I mean Valiant is a is another imprint that's doing um I think what they're doing is telling great stories. They just happen to be telling them with some pretty diverse characters and um that when one of the other black girl nerds blogs that I found was informing me about a, a new uh, comic series um, called Secret Weapons. It's going to be written by the screenwriter of the movie Arrival, uh, which he actually got a, a Oscar nomination for, and it's featuring um, a live uh, a character named Amanda McKee, who's more well known in her uh, superhero mold as Livewire, and she um, is is a, a black woman. And she's able to, I guess, talk to technology. It's kind of this really unique superpower. Um, and so a lot of the, the famous Valiant, um, 
harbinger characters are going to come in and out of this series that Eric Heiser is is writing. Um, but so that's coming up in June. It's called Secret Weapons, and I'm super excited about. It. I'd never even heard about Livewire until I read this Black Girl Nerds uh, blog. But she sounds so interesting, and and in this they're also um, introducing some new young superheroes uh, in this series of, of this Valiant series. And one of the Valiant series, I don't know, have you ever heard of the character Faith um, or Zephyr, one of the Valiant superheroes? I think I've heard of Zephyr. Yeah, I think I do way back in the 90s. Yeah, so Zephyr, she's been out for for a while, but she came out, uh, she's um, a larger woman. And when she originally came out, there were constant comments about this, where people would be making fun of her in the comics as being fat. Um, and so what they did when they reintroduced her, I think a year or two ago, um, they reintroduced her and they didn't make any comment whatsoever about the fact that she's a large woman. So they just have this character who is gloriously fat and a superhero and wonderful and funny and she flies and she saves people and, and, and it is kind of a, a gleeful. I, I just bought, um, uh, California scheming, a graphic novel collection of some of the, the faith, uh, comics. And it was fantastic. I loved it. I couldn't stop reading it. She's, she's a really great character. And the fact that they don't say anything about, and nobody says anything about the fact that, um, that she's a larger woman, I thought was great because we don't need that. We just, you just hand us a character and make it, make her just a, a, a person someone that we can get behind and that's exactly what they did with faith and she's she's a one of a kind there's no question um but but they i think they did a really great job when they brought her out again um a couple years ago well and i guess i guess that's that's a good example of where i hope a lot of comics are starting to to head and where i hope marvel sees that it's not diversity that's hurting them it's i don't know the amount they're charging, <laughs> the fact that they do crossovers constantly, <laughs> and you and you can't possibly buy every single comic in a crossover, or if you miss one, you have no idea what's going on. You know, there's so much other stuff that they're not doing correctly that I think I think pinning it on diversity and women is uh, a very narrow-minded view of the actual situation. Yeah, absolutely. And and they're doing something interesting um this summer or I think at the end of the summer. There have you heard of the the new generations uh series that they're going to be doing? Yes, and it has something to do with I I I'm, I just heard about it like 2 or 3 days ago. It's it's something about like the old and new versions of these characters working together. Yes. It's I, and I don't know how they're going to do it entirely. They're telling, they're being very secretive about it because some of these characters are dead. So, yes. so, but they they said they are legitimately having interactive stories. So it's going to be um, Iron Man with Iron Heart. So Tony Stark and Rary Williams. It's going to be Peter Parker and Miles Morales. So they're going to have a series with those characters. That's going to be done by um, both of those are going to be done by Brian Michael Bendis. Um, they're going to do Carol Danvers, um, Captain Marvel with Kamala Khan. Um, and Carol Danvers was always Kamala Khan's idol. Um, and G. Willow Wilson is going to do that generations. They're going to do Thor, um, Odinson with Jane Foster. They're doing the two Hawkeyes, Clint Barton and Kate Bishop. They're doing Bruce Banner and Amadeus Cho, who's the new young Hulk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a really awesome character, but I thought Bruce Banner's dead, so that'll be interesting how they do that. Um, and then Jean Grey as younger and older, and they're doing Wolverine, Logan, and X-23, um, and Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson. So, uh, oh, and Marvell and Carol Danvers. So those are the generations that they're going to be doing. And I have to tell you, I'm super excited about it. I I hope. I hope it's interesting and fun and, and maybe it'll, it'll do be a bridge between some of the people's concerns about, you know, taking away old characters and forcing new ones upon us. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what they do with it. it, it but it, it has potential. 
Yeah, it definitely does. And it's it's funny because I'm looking at the cover here and all the all the characters that are represented and and I know like one I, I I'm I'm way behind on my comics, but I'm I'm pretty sure that Kamala Khan had a falling out with Captain Marvel during um Civil War. I think they ended up on opposite sides or she was very disenfranchised, so that's got to be a very interesting dynamic to have going on. Um I love Yes. What, yeah, and they're going to address that head on, so. Yeah, I love what they're doing with the the original X-Men, so you know, Jean Grey and old and and new. I think Jean Grey is another one who's dead, but that's never stopped her before. <laughs> um <laughs> but but and one that's not mentioned and it was the other one that I was bringing up when I brought up the the character of Sulu is they they brought the original 5 X-Men to current continuity as as teenagers so you had for for the ones that were alive you had the older current version and then their younger counterpart and that's how they had Iceman come out as gay which was a very interesting dynamic because you had you know a young Iceman coming out in a time where it's a lot easier to come out you know I don't think that's that's not not that it's easy in all places but you know you go back to the 80s and and 90s certainly a lot easier to to come out now than back then but then you also have the older character who just comes out as an older character and that dynamic and um that's one where I'm I'm a little torn it's kind of like well you've taken a character that was never gay and and added this label on them but in many ways you used it to explore two two sides of of the coin and how how coming out affects young people versus how it affects old people and the generation gap there they're in and being in the closet for as long as one is it was if it was going to be done to an old character it was done i think pretty well okay well that's good to hear i hadn't i hadn't even that's all news to me so i find that really interesting so i hope uh i hope yeah i hope that 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 works out yeah, it was it was kind of funny. Do because, a good job with that. So yeah, it was it was kind of funny because young Jean Grey kind of accidentally read uh, young Bobby's uh, young Iceman's thoughts, and and he said something blustery about you know being um, you know that girl's hot or something like that, and she's like, but you're gay, and he just got these wide <laughs> eyes, and. Everybody was like, well, that's unexpected because obviously this other character has been in continuity since the 60s. And so that's kind of news to everybody. And it, my understanding is a lot of it was exploring that dynamic of somebody being in the closet for all these years. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's very cool. And then they have, um, not in X-Men, but the Miss Marvel character, America Chavez, coming out, queer Latina character, and... And from the Young Avengers, so so that's gonna be really. I'm really excited about that too. So, and she's not in the closet. She's out and out proud. Um, so we'll so we'll see how they explore that. Yeah, and I I I think at the end of the day, one of the things that bothers me about this article the most is that I've always looked at Marvel as being as far as the big two goes, the more diverse of the two. And and having done more for diversity since, you know, before it was trendy and cool, you know, they had more, um, you know, they had North Star, which was one of the first m- more mainstream gay characters they had. Um, when the, the X-Men were revamped, they, they particularly tried to make sure that they had a diverse, um, you know, a lot of ethnicities represented. And I think to hear them, anybody on their staff say something like, well, diversity is hurting our sales. It's kind of like, but you've been, you've been kind of one of the people who's trailblazed this, not always gracefully and not always well. There's a lot of cringeworthy comics that you can go back and look at and go, oh, wow, you, you really were offensive here, but they were trying. And I think, I think that, right. you know, I, I would hate to see them take the wrong message and, and go backwards. Absolutely. And, and they should never go backwards. And so hopefully, hopefully this was a good thing to happen and good things will come of it because it's, it's sad. It's sad that we have to keep talking about this, but 
if we're gonna, if we have to keep talking about this, let's keep talking about it. Um, have it be part of the conversation. Um, but at some point it'd be really nice if, you know, G. Willow Wilson's idea of the fact that it's not diversity. It's just the way things are. It's just the way of the world. Um, it'd be really nice when we stop having to have this conversation as well. So, so hopefully we're not going backwards. And, and I almost think with Marvel, they're, they're so talkative about being diverse. And in a lot of ways, DC, um, has had some diversity without really talking about it. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the, the fact that their president is a, of their entertainment division is a, is a woman, I mean, says a little bit about, about their leadership, um, over there. So I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the comic world. But just the fact that you don't have to do DC or Marvel to get really cool, um, you know, so head on over to Valiant. Um, Image is another one with a lot of greats. Even Dark Horse. Um, mm-hmm. Dark Horse just published a book called The Secret Loves of Geek Girls. It's edited by Hope Nicholson. Um, it's an anthology of comics and essays. It includes actually something by Margaret Atwood, who's famous right now for The Handmaid's Tale. Um, oh, right, but right. this really, yeah, this really famous literary author, and she actually has her own comic book now called Angel Catbird. Um, so it's just, it's just, there's so much out there, and the fact that other people are succeeding, Marvel just needs to zip it. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, thank you very much for for coming on here and and once again giving us all these really great links and really great places to go to to kind of I, I <laughs> this was one of those those things where I see it and I have to talk about it and so I'm glad that I got to talk about it with you. Oh my gosh, yeah, thank you because you told me about this. I hadn't even hadn't even heard about this article. You told me about it when we were having brunch that one day and I was like, "What?" And it just I love diving down these rabbit holes because of of, you know, things I find out and this has been a really fun rabbit hole to dive into. So, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so thanks for the opportunity to be able to talk about this. Absolutely, and lots of lots of great links and and uh, uh, different recommendations to explore if you're looking for for naturally diverse comics. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, links will be in the show notes for anybody who's interested. Awesome. Right. So we're gonna start closing up. Uh, any shout outs this week? Yeah, I always want to shout out to my WEC mates, Katie, Kevin, and Kelly, who I'm sure are listening. Um, but also to my other favorite podcasters, Kenny, Brian, and Nick. Um, and I always, even though they don't listen, I always want to shout out to my, um, my older nieces and, and nephew, Alex, Sarah, and Jake. Um, I'm actually going to visit my niece, Alex, in Miami this next weekend. She doesn't know this yet, but I'm, we're going to go find some, some Miami comic book stores. So nice. So, so we'll be geeking out together soon. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to send a shout out to Sean Daly, who's a, a colleague and friend of mine. He was on one of our very, very first episodes, and he was the one who who pointed me and uh, Ray Vargas to this article. And we had lots to say on on the Twitters about uh, about the article. But that's the he he's the one behind this this week's episode. So I wanted to give him a shout out. Awesome shout out to Sean. Uh, coming up next week, uh, we will be talking. This was a, an episode we had to cancel a couple weeks ago due to illness, but but we are going to slip it back into the rotation. We're going to talk about the Nintendo Switch with Void from the Geek to Geek cast, uh, and he's going to tell me whether or not I should uh, throw down the money and invest on, on a Nintendo Switch because he's been using it, and from what I've seen online, enjoying it quite a bit. So we're going to get the the download on that uh, next week. Awesome. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the geek to geek Network. Check out other geek to geek shows such as geek to geek Podcast, Video Game News Now, Geek Fitness Health Hacks, and The Comic Box. And make sure to join our Reddit community at r forward slash geek to geek cast You can currently find us at geek as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcasters out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. 
If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. And where can we find you, Mandy? You can find us on the web at weckpodcast.com and on Twitter and Facebook at weckpodcast. And you can find me on Twitter at Amanda Blake MSRD. Awesome. Well, thanks again for for spending your your Sunday afternoon with with me. I appreciate it. It's always nice to catch up with you. Absolutely. Thank you, Joe. And for all of you listening out there, remember this week, keep it geek.